0: Hi, this is Pastor Stephen. I am the pastor of New Beginning Church in Singapore. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this podcast will build your faith. Hope you grow deeper in the word of the Lord and know Him personally in a much deeper way. Enjoy the message. God bless you. Good morning, New Beginning Church. Or maybe I should say good afternoon, depending on the time that you're listening to me whatever. Welcome, God bless you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak to you from God's word. I have a very interesting topic that has been on my heart. It's it's really been on my heart. And I asked Pastor Stephen for this chance to speak to you on the, on the topic. Before I introduce the topic to you, I, I thought I just wanted to, sh- to start off by sharing um a conversation I had with somebody a few years ago from another church of course um, after the service uh, well the person had had come up to me after the service while I was having a drink uh, outside the uh, at the church lounge and had uh, engaged me on a point I had made during the sermon the point was when I was touching on the life of Joseph I had pointed out how how, how often we have lifted up this example of Joseph in the Old Testament as a wonderful example of a person who had fulfilled God's purpose for his life as an example of a person who was called by God who was anointed by God and fulfilled God's purpose and yet Joseph wouldn't fit into the typical stereotype of what you would call as a full-time minister because Joseph ever since he was in his teenage years and then sold off into slavery well started off as a houseboy a slave a domestic servant and then he went into the prison prisoner but de facto administrator in the prison and then by a miraculous hand of God he became prime minister. A national administrator, not exactly a politician, but probably involved in the politics of the Egyptian palace because he had to serve Pharaoh. And how we often forget that many of the models, the role models that we have in the Old Testament, are not exactly what you would call as full-time ministers joseph was a good example daniel was another fantastic example abraham the father of faith the the person whose whose faith we are encouraged and exhorted to follow after well he was a livestock entrepreneur and and yet today in the church we have this kind of um, levels and categories and dichotomy right like like as though the people who serve god the, the 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 full-time pastors the full-time ministers as though we are a special class first class if you like and then everybody else comes after us that as though we have a special place in god's heart and we have a special ability to fulfill god's purposes on this earth more than others. And I don't think the Bible, no, that's no, all I don't think. I am convinced that the Bible does not make this distinction. So this person was like kind of upset that I made this point. This person who talked to me after the service was saying to me that I was trying to equal create an equality between those who were in full-time ministry and those that were so-called serving god in the secular world now i don't think there is a difference between people who serve in the secular world and people who serve in the full-time ministry except that we are operating in different job functions and different spheres but we are all filled with the same Holy Spirit. We all have the same potential to be given the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We all need to be accountable for the way that we live our lives, for the way that we use our time. We all one day are going to come before the judgment throne of of God and have to give an account for our lives. Or perhaps, those that seek to teach the, ministry of the word will be held to a higher standard but it does not make those of us who are not currently classified as full-time any less responsible for holding ourselves up to the pure standard of the bible we are all called we're all expected to seek his kingdom first and its righteousness first. Now, the, the, the person who engaged me was saying that they felt pretty frustrated at their job because the job was taking up too much time and not giving them a chance to be involved enough in church life. I'll touch more on that in the next sermon that I will do in this series. But I disagreed with this person. I said to this person that, you know, if you're placed by God in the corporate world or whatever part of the world that exists outside of the church, that's where we all ought to be. We ought to take the the gospel to the world. We ought to take the gifts of the Holy Spirit to the world because that's where it is most needed. We shouldn't run away from the world. We should recognize it wasn't just Joseph or Daniel. Oh, Abraham, who were so-called operating in the world, because now some people will say to me, "Those are all Old Testament examples, Pastor." Give me a New Testament example. Well, I'm about to. Let me introduce the title of my sermon today. It is Jesus the Carpenter. Jesus the Carpenter. Jesus. From what we can figure out from the gospel accounts, Jesus was born to Joseph and Mary in Bethlehem. Then you know the, the couple lived the family lived for a while in Egypt and then came back to Nazareth and for all accounts, that's where Jesus spent most of his life on earth. Joseph was known as a carpenter. Jesus had taken after his father his earthly father Joseph and become a carpenter himself he was referred to as a carpenter Now you're going to be able to look at my slides the slides would show you according to gospel accounts Jesus lived 33 years on this earth okay the first 12 years of most of it would have been in Nazareth because we have an account of Joseph Mary Jesus. Now Joseph, Joseph of the New Testament, Mary and Jesus on Jesus' 12th birthday or, or when Jesus was 12 years old rather being in Jerusalem because of the, of the feast that they had come to celebrate, the Passover that they had come to celebrate in Jerusalem. They had come from Nazareth. And so let's go to Luke's Gospel chapter 2 verses 41 to 52. I'm not going to read the entire I'm not going to read the entire verse all the verses not the entire passage. I'm just going to read enough so that we can understand the main point, the gist. Now verse 41 tells us His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of the Passover, speaking about Joseph and Mary. And when Jesus was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the Feast. So Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verses 41 and 42, locates Jesus at age 12 in Jerusalem. And then in verse 51, it says, then Jesus after the feast of Passover was over remember they were now in Jerusalem uh, Jesus went back with his parents to Nazareth and he remained in under their care under the authority subject to them and Mary kept all the things that Jesus had said in her heart i mean, I'm, I'm in Luke's Gospel chapter 2 verse 51 so from verses Sorry, from age 0 to 12, most of the time would have been spent in Nazareth, some years in Egypt but mostly in Nazareth, a small little village. Joseph was a carpenter and Jesus was the son of the carpenter, right? And then the Bible tells us, well not exactly, but we can fill in the blanks, from Ages 12 to 30, 18 years span, it seems like Jesus was in Nazareth. That 18-year span is summarized in Luke's Gospel chapter 2 and verse 52. Just one verse to describe Jesus from age 12 to age 30. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. That's it. From verse 12 from ages 12 to 30, span of 18 years, his life could have been summarized as a person who, who grew in wisdom, grew in authority, and found favor with God and man. But what was he doing for these 18 years? Simple. Carpenter. Because we read later on, and we will in this in this sermon come to that verse specifically. We we read later on that Jesus was known as Not just the carpenter's son, but he himself was known as the carpenter, so Jesus the carpenter. Okay, and the rest of the gospel accounts tell us what Jesus did, the miracles he did, and the sermons he preached, and uh, the, 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 the sick people that he healed, and the dead people that he raised, and finally dying on the cross, that happened in a span of three years, the last three years of his earthly life, from age 30 to age 33. So let me break it down for you. You're going to see it on on the screen. 12 years in Nazareth, let's just say growing up as a young boy, and then the next 18 years also in Nazareth, now let's say as an apprentice and later on as a carpenter. Now that's 30 years, 12 years as a boy, 18 years as a carpenter, and the last three years as an itinerant minister, if you like, full time more than, well, 60% of Jesus' earthly life was basically spent as a carpenter. Only 10% was spent in the full-time itinerant ministry. Let's put it in chronology. The first 12 years, which is 30%, roughly, of his earthly existence was as a boy, As a boy, as a ordinary human boy, as one incident then in Jerusalem where he's outstanding, but then he comes back to Nazareth and continues to live under the authority of his parents and becomes a carpenter because that's how they all knew him in Nazareth as the carpenter. That was a 60-year... 60, sorry, a 60% of his livelihood. It was that... 60 percent of his time from age 12 to 30 that prepared him for his ministry friends marketplace ministry what first of all the marketplace is not a place for us to run away from it's not a place that we should think is a place of compromise it's a place where it's so difficult to live for god no that's the very place that God wants us to be in because that's the place that Jesus spent 60% of his life as a carpenter, serving people, getting a job done for his customers. Having a product of quality that needed to satisfy the customer 's requirement that wouldn 't be rejected by the customer, he didn 't want to shortchange his customer and the end of that sixty percent of his life, the testimony that Luke's Gospel chapter two and verse fifty two records is that Jesus grew in wisdom. Come on, you can be a carpenter. And grow in wisdom, even when he was 12 years old, he was already considered to be wise and above his years. But the next 18 years of his life, spent as a carpenter, was a fantastic school, a fantastic place of preparation that imparted into him wisdom. Bible school is a good place to go. I've been there. Pastor Stephen has been in there. But I don't want to underestimate, I don't want to downplay what God can impart into people who are not in Bible school, who may not have an opportunity to go to Bible school. You, can, you and I, if we are in the marketplace, we could live in such a way that opens our heart up to receiving an impartation of wisdom from God, where we are, with what we have. We don't have to be in a special place with a special environment to receive from God because our God is omnipresent, He's everywhere, He's omnipotent, and He's ever-willing. All you and I need is to have a willingness of heart, an openness of mind, and a hungry attitude. So the Bible tells us that Jesus grew in wisdom fantastically in those years. Well, he was a carpenter. So much so, at some point in the future, when he showed up on the mount, on the mountain, on the mount, and he preached his fantastic sermon on the mount, the people who heard him, they were in awe because he spoke with such authority, not as how the scribes would speak. But the scribes had been through a thorough, tedious schooling process, but the wisdom that Jesus earned as a carpenter, serving people, getting the job done, taking care of the customer, taking care of the shop, helping to meet your family's needs, being under submission to another person. Even if you run your own business, you're still under submission to your customer because whoever pays you is going to demand your cooperation is going to demand make demands on you because you're never going to be your own boss. We're all going to be submission to God. We're all going to be submission to somebody else. It is in those seasons of submission that our hearts can be opened up to receive an impartation that no man can give us. That no other process Can release into our hearts because it comes from a life that is open to God. Don't run away from the marketplace. It is a school, it is a place of preparation. The Bible tells us in verse 51 sorry, in verse 52 not only Jesus grew in stature, grew in wisdom, but he found favor with man and God. The best. Testimony you could have is to find favor with God and man. Some people think it's impossible to have both. They say that if we want to seek favor with God, we have to accept that we will be rejected by man. And that can be partially true. But Jesus as a carpenter, Bible's testimony about him is, Jesus as a carpenter gained favor with God and man. You and I, if we are following Jesus, we are following a person who has been there, done that, and enjoyed that. Favor with God and man. Jesus the carpenter. He was in the marketplace. The marketplace built him up for what was to come next. My second point is, in Matthew's gospel, chapter 3, and verses 16 and 17, which is talking about Jesus at the point he was age 30. So now he had finished 90% of his life, he had finished that 60% period where he was the carpenter. At the end of the carpenter phase, Jesus in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 3. And verses 16 and 17, you can read it on your own, it's on the screen. Jesus had present Jesus had come down from Galilee to Jordan to present himself like every other God-fearing Israelite into the baptism movement that John the Baptist had initiated. There was this great revival happening in Israel at that time. And John was the revivalist. And Jesus was so secure, willing to come and be baptized like everybody else with John. Uh, By John, sorry. And upon his baptism, there was this voice that had come out of heaven saying, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. I presume John heard it. I presume... There were witnesses who heard it and related to Matthew because Matthew wrote it in his gospel. But here's the point I want you to consider. At age 30, with 90% of his life lived, a majority of that 90% was spent as a carpenter. The account that God gave of Jesus is in line with the account that Luke records. Luke says that that Jesus found favor with man and God. And here's the God part, recorded by Matthew. Matthew says, that the, the voice said, This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Imagine, it was the marketplace years that Jesus lived that brought him the approval of the Father. So my second point is pleasure. It is only the way in which we conduct ourselves in the marketplace we can gain the maximum pleasure of God. We cannot be hiding in... We cannot be hiding away in the caves. We cannot be hiding away in the wilderness. We cannot be running away from the marketplace because God wants us in the marketplace. Even before Jesus had started any of his itinerant ministry, the testimony of heaven was this... Is the one in whom I'm well pleased. It was his life as a carpenter that caused God to be pleased with him. Please, please, my friends, don't ever consider your part in this in the in the the marketplace to be any less important than anything else and any other. Uh, dimension that you could be involved in God. It is in the marketplace that you be for God. Because if you cannot be for God in the marketplace, you cannot be for God anywhere else. Because that's the real place where things need to happen. That's the real place where they say the rubber hits the road. Where we either make it, or if we don't make it there, then everything else that we do in church, we're faking it. If you're going to make it, you make it in the marketplace. If you're making it in church, I don't think you're making it. You're just faking it. If you're going to get a testimony from God, it has to be earned in the marketplace. Because that is where we come front on in spiritual warfare with the systems of the world. We cannot be sitting in church or standing in church and shouting out against the spiritual principalities of this world. If we don't engage them, this is the reason why after the baptism, Jesus was able to engage the devil and triumph over the devil. Because once you have been in the marketplace, that is your training ground. That is your time when you know that you can overcome men, you can run with men, you can run with horses, and you can walk with God. And my last point purity. It's the marketplace that is going to bring you purity. I would like you to refer to Mark's Gospel, chapter 6, and verses 1 to 3. I'm not going to read from that verse, but you can see it on the screen. Basically, now Jesus had started the last 10% of his life. He wasn't running away from the marketplace because Jesus had now come to confront his hometown people. Not only confront, but to open up to his hometown people many of the people in the crowd would have been his customers because when they saw jesus speaking they were amazed they were amazed because the question that they asked is where does he get this teaching from because all we know about him see this is mark's gospel it's in line with luke because luke said that in the 18 years that jesus was a carpenter he was growing in wisdom and when jesus came back to 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 nazareth this time no longer as a carpenter he downed his tools and now he was full on in his itinerant ministry he was now teaching and 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 the people were like amazed where does this man get his all this stuff because he's not a he's not a scribe he's not a teacher of the law he's not from that jerusalem crowd he's one of us all these years 18 years we know him as the carpenter we know him as mary's son we know his brothers and sisters we know them they lived in our village our neighbors and 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 we didn't go see him go to any special school Where did he get this from? Why don't you answer me? Where did he get it from? In all the years of serving people, that's the thing about the marketplace. If you want to serve God, you need to serve man because God Almighty is so powerful. He doesn't need you to serve Him. He has no need of us. But we can serve Him through our service to our neighbor. We can't just serve our brother and sister in church alone our neighbor is the one who needs us anyone and that's why we need to go into the highways and the byways in the marketplace friends friends God has given us authority over scorpions and snakes and God has given us authority over every principality over every power and God has given us a command go into all the world we must stop playing hide and seek in church we must stop playing church we need to be in the marketplace and you don't need to be ashamed of it you don't need to be confused about your place in the marketplace because you are following Jesus the carpenter, 60% of his life was Jesus the carpenter. It was that 60% that prepared him for his life before God, for his life after that into the itinerary ministry. It was that phase that shaped his willingness to go all the way to be obedient to the cross and the spirit of Jesus resides within us, wanting us to follow a similar path. I want to end by saying, there is no such thing as the marketplace ministry, because the marketplace is the only place of ministry. To say marketplace ministry is to suggest there is another place to do ministry. No raise, no other place to do ministry. The marketplace is the place that we are supposed to be at to do the ministry. Jesus the carpenter has set example for us. God bless you, New Beginnings Church. You are meant to be an influential person in the marketplace. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Hope you have been blessed. This podcast is made possible by generous giving people like you. If you want to support us, please visit us at www.nbcsingapore.org. www.nbcsingapore.org God bless you.